From Creation Ministries International, you're listening to Creation.com's article podcast. The research and insights that give God the glory, refutes evolution, and gives you the answers to defend your faith. I'm Joseph Darnell. Many evolutionists have long hoped to find evidence of life in space. They reason that if life evolved on Earth, then it could have evolved elsewhere. If, as the argument goes, there are countless planets throughout the universe that have formed via natural processes, there must be other Earth-like planets. Many think that finding such a planet outside our solar system would be almost like finding evidence of life in space. Scientists have searched for years for planets orbiting other stars. These are called extrasolar planets, or exoplanets. Astronomers first obtained evidence suggesting extrasolar planets around 1995 while studying the sun-sized star 51 Pegasi. Today there are research teams around the world searching for extrasolar planets with greatly refined research techniques. As of writing this article, there are over 450 objects catalogued in exoplanet lists. Creationists need to answer two main questions regarding exoplanets. First, do they exist? And two, how did they form? The first question has to do with experimental evidence, but the second has to do with origin science. Scripture does not tell us whether other stars have planets, so we must apply the best observational science we can to answer the question. On the other hand, Scripture is clear that God supernaturally created the Earth and the universe in four consecutive normal-length days and that the universe is relatively young. Thus, if the observational evidence for exoplanets is sound, which I believe it is, creationists will defer with secular scientists about how and when they formed, not whether they exist. As scientists came to the conclusion that extrasolar planets exist, they faced challenges in explaining their origin. From a creation point of view, it is most likely that God created exoplanets on day four of creation week, along with luminaries, and he could have created them with any characteristics he wished. Our system and our planet are designed to be a safe and stable environment for life. The book of Isaiah chapter 45 verse 18 acknowledges this. He did not create earth to be empty. He formed it to be inhabited. There are significant scientific problems with attempts to explain the formation of stars and planets from clouds of gas and dust. One main issue is that the hypothetical disk of gas and dust tends to dissipate too fast for the resulting planets to become as large as they are observed to be. And there are other major problems. Many extrasolar planets orbit extremely close to their stars, even closer than Mercury is to the Sun. Thus, they are far too hot for many materials to condense and pull together by gravity. A few exoplanets even lose matter to the star or from their gases being essentially boiled away. To address this problem, evolutionary astronomers proposed that planets could form far away from the star and then orbit could move inward. This is referred to as orbit migration. This would allow the planets to form in a cooler region of their stellar system, but then the orbit would shrink due to friction from the dust disk slowing the planet, to put the planet where we see it now. The idea can also be applied in other ways. For example, in our own solar system, 
Astronomers realized that there would have been too little material at the distance of Uranus and Neptune to form these giants, so they proposed that they formed closer to our Sun, then migrated outward to their current orbits. Orbit migration theories have difficulties because the dust disk around the star tends to dissipate before the planet can grow large enough or before it can come to its observed position. And a new problem for planet origin theories has surfaced in recent months. A technique has been developed to determine a planet's orbital tilt relative to the equator of the star. Several exoplanets actually have retrograde orbits. That is, they're in the opposite direction of the star's spin. Other exoplanets have very large orbital slants, some more than 80 degrees. These strange orbits create a serious problem for planet origin models because a planet is said to get the momentum for its orbit from the dust disk that it formed from. Thus, planet orbits should initially be in the same plane as the equator of the star, and in the same direction as the star's rotation. But there is no plausible way that a dust disk can give rise to a planet with an orbital tilt of 80 degrees, let alone a reverse direction orbit. Evolutionary planetary scientists are generally trying to answer this by assuming that where the planet orbit is highly inclined or retrograde, there was once one or more other planets, or possibly stars, in the stellar system that were also at highly inclined orbits. If there are multiple stars or planets in various highly inclined orbits, then this could possibly cause some complex orbit changes. Some scientists believe that where there are three or more stars and planets in a system, it is possible for a planet's orbit to become highly inclined. But this must assume that objects once existed in these systems at large distances from their star, which we cannot or do not observe. And where did they come from? It is also questionable that the highly unlikely process could happen for all the known cases of retrograde planets. Certainly, extrasolar planetary systems differ from our solar system. They show that God created variety in the universe and that our own planet was created with design and purpose. And astronomers are getting closer to being able to detect an Earth-sized planet, but we must not confuse an Earth-sized planet with being a truly Earth-like planet. It is no accident that Earth is in the so-called habitable zone in our solar system, a narrow range of distances from the Sun where liquid water can exist. No known extrasolar planets are considered habitable, even though lifeless Venus and Mars are more Earth-like. In fact, even if a planet very much like Earth were eventually discovered with an appropriate atmosphere and liquid water, that does not in and of itself mean that life could evolve on such a planet. We depend on our Creator for the planet we have, and to create and sustain life. So, how exactly do astronomers search for and find exoplanets? The technical details are coming up after the break. In the What You Aren't Being Told About Astronomy series, you will travel beyond the solar system and explore the entire cosmos. See how secular astronomy models fail to explain the heavenly bodies, but the biblical account of creation is consistent with what we see. In these DVD presentations, you will tour our magnificent solar system and explore the wonders in the heavens. In the first video, engineer and former atheist Spike Saris gives clear and convincing evidence that current scientific facts support the biblical account of creation and defy the evolutionary model in multiple ways. In the second, Spike summarizes purposes for the universe and God's creation. He presents a case for the anthropic principle, 
that the universe was designed in many ways for man. And in the third video, he explores the origins of the universe. Did it form in a Big Bang event billions of years ago? Or are the heavens consistent with the biblical account of creation instead? Spike makes difficult concepts easy to grasp, including redshifts, the cosmic microwave background radiation, the multiverse, and more. Plus, you'll gain a deeper understanding of dark matter, dark energy, inflation theory, and the bizarre concept of a Boltzmann brain, all of which threaten the Big Bang's status as a scientific theory. You will find Astronomy Volumes 1-3 through 3 available at creation.com slash store. Although there were initially false claims about exoplanets due to bias, wishful thinking, and leaps in logic, there is now sound observational evidence for the existence of planets orbiting other stars. This evidence has come from two primary methods and a third more recent addition. First, the Doppler or radial velocity method. Astronomers measure very precisely the spectrum of the star's light. An extrasolar planet can cause a periodic change in the motion of the star as it orbits, essentially making the star wobble and cause tiny variations in the color of the light due to the Doppler effect. If a planet is more massive or is too close to the star, then it causes a larger wobble on the star than if it were smaller or farther away. Planets that are farther away from their stars cause slower wobbles because the planets orbit more slowly. Astronomers have used this technique to discover many exoplanets, and sometimes multiple planets. But while the Doppler method can estimate a planet's mass and distance from its star, it can't tell us the planet's composition. So then there's the second, the transit or photometric method. This measures the slight drop in a star's brightness as a planet passes in front of it. This won't work for most stars, because the planet must block Earth's line of sight. Transit measurements have revealed exoplanets orbiting about a hundred stars. The silhouette of a planet transiting a star gives the planet size, and the star's light skirting the planet can indicate the composition of any atmosphere. Many of the exoplanets studied this way seem to be large gaseous planets like Jupiter or Saturn in our own solar system. Combining a planet's diameter with the estimate its mass gives its density. There is at least one known case of an exoplanet that has a similar density to Earth. A significant portion of this planet's mass must be rock. If the transit dimming of a star is in time with wobbling, this is especially strong evidence for a planet. And thirdly, there's direct imaging. In recent years, telescopes have launched into space to obtain photographs of extrasolar planets as they orbit their stars. In 2009, NASA launched the Kepler mission, a space observatory designed for very precise transit measurements of extrasolar planets. One photographed exoplanet orbits a nearby star called Fomalhaut. Called Fomalhaut b, it orbits just inside a dust ring. The Hubble Space Telescope took photos over two years, showing that this object was in motion around the star. The Spitzer Space Telescope has also detected infrared radiation from two hot Jupiter-like exoplanets. Direct imaging is likely to discover more exoplanets and to verify claims from the other methods. The Creation.com article podcast is hosted by me, Joseph Darnell, and produced out of the U.S. studio of Creation Ministries International. Learn more at creation.com. This episode's article was written by Wayne Spencer. 
Our writers and scientists host a really cool talk show called Creation.com Talk, which you can find right here in your podcast app and YouTube. If you'd like to help us, become a monthly supporter using our donate page. You can also help out by telling your family and friends to check out our podcasts and Creation.com. Be sure to follow Creation Ministries International on Facebook and Instagram and Parlor, and subscribe to our free e-newsletter, Infobytes. From everyone at CMI, thanks for listening.